welcome everyone to another episode of the Project Brief. If you don't know what the Project Brief is, it's a little episode that I do on the Boink Radio where I talk about a Boink, Boink project in simple terms. And today we are missing J Ringo. We have to sit here and imagine the Holy Spirit of J Ringo coming down upon us and bringing us his beautiful voice and his beautiful insights. So, um, yeah, if you want to have a chat with me in the in the Discord chat, or even if you want to open up your microphone, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, some Boink, uh, Boink project today. And as usual, please leave all questions to the end. If you want to, uh, if you have some questions to ask, you can always place them in the chat and I'll address them at the end of the project brief. And today I propose a question to the chat because I can't propose it to Jay Ringo, uh, only as Holy Spirit can answer to me. Um, what is something that is harmonic, colourful, and well-behaved? Okay, we've got a rainbow, we've got music. Uh, I mean, I'd say a rainbow is probably colourful and well-behaved, but not really harmonic. Music is harmonic, and sometimes not very well-behaved. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I would say probably rainbow lorikeets. <laughs> uh, rainbow. For those of you that don't know what rainbow lorikeets are, the lovely little bird that comes into your your property's gum trees and absolutely ruins your cars by crapping on them. So uh, they're probably not very well behaved, but they are quite harmonic and colourful. <laughs> uh, we've got light waves as well. They're harmonics. They're colourful. I'd say they're well behaved because uh, I did physics and they're pretty well behaved under physics. Uh, but no, <laughs> something that is actually harmonic, colourful and well behaved is an automorphic form. And no, I don't actually know what that is, but it is what a number fields at home actually studies. So today we're going to be talking about number fields at home. It's a math project. It was started in 2011 and it is run by the School of Mathematics in Arizona State University. <laughs> yeah, no one would have guessed that it was an automorphic form that was harmonic, colourful and well behaved. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Number Fields at Home creates massive databases of number fields. And uh, as with most, most math projects, Number Fields at Home is technically infinite but they do work on individual finite sets of data. And so we'll come to that in the explanation. Uh, personally, I don't... <laughs> unless you're a math major or taking math at university, I probably wouldn't look up automorphic forms because, honestly, I couldn't even read and I do computer science. <laughs> Alright, uh, so the math... The, the math for this does go way over my head, and I, I did discrete mathematics for computer science, so uh, I'd say that's a, a bit tough and gives me enough information about most mathematics to know probably what almost anything is trying to say, but for this stuff it just completely goes over my head. But what I can tell you is about the applications of number fields at home and what they are actually doing for the real world. So firstly and most obviously, they are trying to help out number theory. 
So they're trying to find information that might help other fields of number theory and figure out pretty much just what numbers do and how they, how they act. More specifically, Number Fields at Home is trying to prove part of Lang Langlid's program. For those of you that know what Langlid's programmer, uh, program is. Uh, they also mentioned that it can help make or break cryptocurrency. Uh, sorry, let me restart that. They also say that it can help make or break cryptography. So they mentioned that these fields could have applications to uh, RSA encryption, for example, because they do in fact use prime numbers to generate these fields. And uh, they also could help make cryptography as well. So it's possible that these fields, these massive fields of numbers can be used in some sort of cryptography. So for those of you that know, uh, know cryptography, it could be used for making some sort of hashing function or maybe some sort of encryption function. Uh, it could really help the, uh, crypt, uh, the cryptographical um, uh, for it. it could really help the field of cryptography. Okay, uh, what's next? Uh, and also, as part of, of part of their applications, uh, theoretical physics is involved too. So they mention that, uh, now I'm not a proper theoretical physicist, but they mention uh, that uh, it can help with p-adic analysis, or however you pronounce that. <laughs> and for those theoretical physicists out there, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, p-adic analysis, p-adic analysis. I mean, I'm just going straight off of what number fields have told me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, P-A-P-A-D-I-C. Uh, yeah, so that's most of the applications for number fields. Uh, and yeah, so the math project itself doesn't have to be all about math. <laughs> uh, it it's actually applies to a whole bunch of other physical phenomena. Now, fun fact, primes are critical for this project. So Number Fields at Home does mention that they use prime numbers in order to generate some of their fields. And uh, these fields are finite fields, like I said earlier. So Number Fields at Home obviously works off of the full number field. They work off of the full complex plane or the full real number plane. And that's infinite. It just keeps going on and on and on. But in order to make this project crunchable and to actually make work units, they have to give some sort of finite set. So uh, from what I've read, they use some special mathematical method using prime numbers in order to get these, um, these, these finite sets of numbers in order to crunch on and analyze. So, now for some interesting story time, because I was reading up on some of the forums on number fields and it was a pretty interesting story. So recently number fields uh, introduced a GPU app. So uh, they now have an application that can run on the graphics card of your computer. And it's currently in beta stage. Now the admin of the project 
uh, actually made their own algorithm as part of programming it to the graphics card because of the special funky ways that graphics cards need to be programmed. He, they needed to change up the existing program that they had uh, because uh, for those of you that are more technical minded, the memory uh, of the CPU application can be dynamic. You can create more memory or destroy memory on the computer as you wish, but with the GPU application, it's more fixed, it's more static. You can't necessarily make more memory as you need it. You need to only make what you need at the start and then use it. So they had to make their own algorithm as part of the program. And interestingly enough, they tried that algorithm on the CPU application as well. And what they found was that the algorithm that they made was actually 10 times faster than the existing library implementation. So what that means is some existing piece of software that's been around for years, that's been tried and tested thoroughly by possibly hundreds of thousands or even millions of computers around the world and by different scientists around the world is beat by an algorithm that the admin of number fields at home has actually created. Now, obviously, the, the program that the admin here made hasn't been thoroughly tested, but as far as they see, it works, it does what they need it to do, and it beats the library algorithm that's been around for years by 10 times. And as a computer scientist, that's phenomenal because you get the stuff, the, the stock standard things that everyone uses, like, oh, I want to change directory, or I want to list the files in the current directory. That's been around for decades. Has anyone maybe thought of changing or making it more efficient? No, because it works, and it's not slow. <laughs> for applications like number theory, time is of the essence. It's very computationally intensive. So if anyone can make it, 10 times faster or twice as fast, then that's, that's significant. Now, coming back to the actual GPU application, uh, they do bring a lot to the table. So graphics cards do bring a lot of computational power to the table. And uh, I realize that's a pun because my computer is on my table. <laughs> um, so yeah, my... <laughs> My graphics card brings a lot to the table, and that's the background noise that uh, <laughs> Jeringo has to try and get out of this recording. And uh, <laughs> yeah, gra graphics cards uh, do bring a lot of computations, and it will bring a lot of computations, especially to number fields. Now, because number fields are fields, and with any field, you can go and run out anywhere on onto the field and go and chase some kangaroos if you want. It's, it makes it extremely easy to parallelize. So you can make a parallel GPU application that works on all sorts of different sections of the field all at once, and then brings all that data back together. So the GPU applications of number fields will actually make some, make some serious project, uh, sorry, let me redo that. So bringing on a GPU application to this project will actually crunch some pretty pretty good progress. And Number Fields has a particular goal that they want to get to. They do mention that the project will sort of uh, reach this goal in, I guess, a reasonable time, probably in a, de a decade or so. 
But uh, they do say that it's possible for the project to go on infinitely. I think they want to see uh, polynomials of degree 10 or something like that in a particular automorphic form. Uh, and uh, I don't think they're that close to it, but uh, they, they will be getting to it. Uh, and uh, if they need to go on further, they'll go on further. So uh, for those of you that are interested in crunching it, it supports Windows, Mac, and Linux. And it is currently CPU only, but they do have a beta GPU app. Now, it's question time. We've finished the, the project brief, and uh, I'm betting you're all wondering what oak I have today. Because <laughs> we're not doing the Boink Radio. Uh, we're, we're doing just a project brief here today, uh, because J. Ringo's not here. And uh, I think both J. Ringo in his holy spirit and also the chat here would probably like to know what oak I'm drinking today. Is that right? sip of it. Okay, for those of you that don't know, I have an, a running joke of bringing a new beverage to the, uh, to the Boink Radio every single week, and today uh, we're going off of our probably year-long running oak flavor <laughs> of milk. So, who would have thought that we'd have apple-flavored milk? <laughs> Several people are typing. Yep. <laughs> Today, I welcome you to Chloe's Welcome to the Crumble Flavoured Oak. <laughs> You're wondering what the hell that means? It is an apple crumble. So, as described by Oak themselves, Chloe loves this banging retro flavour as much as she loves to belt out an 80s banger. Crisp apple and toasty golden crumble is going to bring Hungry Thirsty to its n -n 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 knees. And that is a direct quote from Oak themselves. <laughs> the color is green. It, the, <laughs> the actual color of the carton is green. It has apples uh, printed all over it. Uh... Like the flavour of milk after you eat apple <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, it does sort of taste like that. It sort of tastes like um, an apple-flavoured cereal. Mm, the milk is not green. The carton is green. The milk is uh, more or less how I'd describe it. It's probably the colour you get after letting your cereal sit for a little bit. Like, it gets that little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of orange-ish in, in it. Yeah, a little bit grey. <laughs> I mean, grey milk looks pretty sad, but... <laughs> yeah, cloudy. Alright, let me scroll up, because I think there was a question in the chat. Can they compete with NFS at home, or are they complementary? I always thought that they were the same, but let me just quickly verify that. Okay, just a quick check now. Um, yeah, so I'll re, I'll, I'll re say that question. All right, 
so yeah, if you have any questions, please put them in the chat now and I can answer them for you in relation to number fields at home. So Toastone asks a question, do they compete, and do they, as in number fields at home, compete with NFS at home or are they complementary? So uh, I just did a quick check now because I always thought that number fields at home was NFS at home, but uh, I just verified that now it in fact isn't. So number fields at home, from what I uh, from what I've just talked about, they work on automorphic forms and they work on their own science. And I just quickly check now that NFS at home actually works on uh, some sort of sieve of some sort. So they actually see uh, sieve out um, particular numbers within a field. So they're sort of working off of the same number theory, but they're trying to find different things. If that makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't say that they are competing with each other. Uh, I would, I would probably say that they are complementary. Oh, hey, I, I've always, I always thought they were the same. So, yeah, it's nice to learn that they are in fact different. I'll also accept questions about my oak as well. <laughs> uh, D'Angelo Espada has mentioned that they probably trade results to further their research. Um, possibly. I mean, that's, that's what good scientists do. Uh, although it won't, it probably won't be directly, it'll probably be over a scientific paper of some sort. So one of them will release a scientific paper, the other one will review it, um, and then they'll check the science and have a crack at it themselves. So, um, it's good to know that scientists do trade their research. Uh, I mean, in this case, there's no real commercial sort of incentive to keep it a secret because not, neither of these projects are commercial. It's purely for the science part of it. So hopefully uh, we'll see some open research about it soon. So is it more sugary than banana oak? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I've got to check the sugar content because I always complain about it because it literally gives me a full daily intake of sugar. Uh, it looks to be on par. 30 grams of sugar per serving, two servings. So it's 60 grams of sugar. That's 60% of the daily intake. <laughs> So uh, I think at the end of this year, I'm going to get diabetes after, the, after drinking an oak every week. Probably, uh, actually, how do I rank this? Because I'm sure Jay Ringo would want to know how I rank this. Um, I'd say it's worse than banana, but not as bad as vanilla. So it's probably hanging in the like fourth or fifth sort of area, uh, because uh, the banana, I think, has a more clear and defined flavor, and it's it's more simple, um, and it doesn't make you want to throw up after drinking it, um, but then again, it's just me with sugar, because I don't usually drink a lot of sugar, so after I drink an oak, I often feel a bit nauseated, so <laughs> I'm doing it for you guys, remember? 
And no, it's all it's healthier than just drinking like something like Coca Cola or something like that because you actually have milk. You have you have the content of milk in you. You have the protein. You have calcium. You have everything you need in the milk. <laughs> I could be building a tolerance. <laughs> Oh, hey, you got to entertain people to get them engaged with science, don't you? <laughs> oh, we should have a, um, a project that does oak mixing to find the next oak flavor. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the beer before we do the we do the podcast. <laughs> I think that's calling it. I don't think there's any other information here. It's nice to see that the Boink Workshop has dropped their videos by the looks of it. Uh, Toastone just mentioned. Uh, but then again, we're not a news channel here, we're just a project channel. <laughs> um, you'll have to wait for probably next Boink Radio where we start looking at some of the videos. Uh, I'll definitely listen to them uh, so that I can get you guys some information on it. Anyway, uh, I'll probably close out now. So, thank you all for your questions, and thank you all for attending this week's episode of The Project Brief. Uh, if you would like to come on and ask some questions about a project, or want to actually learn more about a project that you want to know about, then hop on the Boink Radio Discord and talk to me, and we might do a project brief on a project you suggest. And if any of you have any project you can, su you can suggest, just chuck them in the chat, and I'll take a look at them because uh, I've, I'm almost running out of projects to do because I've, I think I've gone through almost all of them now. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys and have a good one.